Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. I'm not a Mac fan in that sense, either an Apple fan, although I have got an iPhone and I've got an iPad, but I've got my little Sony uh, steel notebook. I'm oh, still, I'm still a Windows man. I can't oh, help I, it. I can't deal with it. You know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. I open it up. Have you just sacked off Windows years ago? Is that it? Or? Yeah, about eight years ago. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> everybody, everybody keeps trying to convert me to it, and I'm like, yeah, no. But yeah, but I mean, all everybody ever says is, you don't get viruses. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I don't care about that. <laughs> I just like that all my computers are cloned. Uh, yeah. They're constantly cloning. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, but what is it about an Apple that makes you be a slave to Apple? That's the thing. I'm not that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not saying you're a slave to just Apple. Just the, the total efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Like, I manage the band, I own the band's record label, and all of these. Yeah. I've got. A computer at home that's always on with like a big thing of hard drives. Yeah. And I have three MacBooks, two iPads, oh, three, no three iPhones, and they're all synchronizing at all times. If I do something on my phone now, yeah. write a note or save something, yeah. it goes onto all the other computers. Right. So I can put it down here and go over there and keep working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking psycho. Oh, God. Yeah, Windows, that ain't gonna happen. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Maybe Windows can do that, I don't know. Probably not. No. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. So, uh, how are you anyway? I'm wonderful. Good. The wind is terrible, but Oh otherwise. my god, yeah. yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Banging performance this afternoon. Thank you. Uh, the wind again really annoyed me, but yeah. otherwise the show was good. Yeah, well, CJ putting on his uh, Michael Jackson impersonation was great, and then he even tripped in the moonwalking straight after as well, didn't it? I lost my <laughs> mind. I, honestly, I did. I looked over and I go, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, uh, obviously, you guys making a, a swift return over to the UK uh, over here early with uh, Parkway at the beginning of the year doing the arena tours. Yep. Uh, superb then as well. And then we will come back in six months for the mini arena tour, which is just normal clubs. Yeah, yeah, the mini, indeed. But has that been officially announced yet? No, it hasn't been announced. Uh, yeah. One week. Yeah, another week. Yeah, I think I might have an idea of that maybe with. Just recently released their new album as well, this other band, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. One what? week after our album. <laughs> well, there's a surprise. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Human Target. Uh, that was a sort of a swift turnaround from... Uh, yeah. Just was it like a big writing, gl- piling everything out and thinking? No, Let's this, get this album keeps out. fucking blowing people's minds. We wrote the album in like two weeks. Um, so we had a break in the touring schedule uh, between November and January last two year. Two weeks. Yeah. Shit. We do all the albums that quick. Yeah, I think yeah. the shortest was ten days. Yeah. So we finished a Parkway tour in Australia on November six. We started one in Europe in January. Yeah. We go, oh, it's two months. Let's make an album. So <laughs> I flew over to New Jersey and started writing. And then Sean came like a week or two later. And then yeah. we finished the album. And then we, that was it. So then just as simple as that. In fact, I think, I you know, when we spoke before, I think you've mentioned that you do sort of work in that sort of quick succession. If, 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 if something is a slow process, then I'll just give up. Like, <laughs> none of us have the attention span to, to sit there, whereas if we're doing it all day, every day, I mean, we'll do 18-hour days, seven yeah, days a yeah, week, yeah. until the album is done. And then we go, oh, that was easy. Now we can do nothing. That's because you're too busy even around all your computers making sure they're on and syncing yeah. properly. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty cruisy. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there's a lot of love for you guys that seems to be uh, escalating quite rapidly over this last six, 12 months. I hope so. 
Do, do you not feel that? It certainly feels it from my perspective. Looking on the outside, looking in, uh, and certainly from Europe, the UK, the responses for they are, it just seems to be growing and growing. Yeah, we try to stay pretty segregated from that, like yeah. kind of on purpose, kind of on accident. Um, what really proves it to us is the shows, you know, so the, the touring and the album just came out and the touring will finish in about six months, like the initial round, and we can really kind of sit back and go, you know what? Overall, those shows were better. Because, I mean, you always, you're going to have a shitty show on a yeah, Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have a banger on a Friday night. You've got to do all of them for a month and go, overall, that was better. Yeah. And that's the proving ground for us. We don't really care what, you know, the, the press or the online stuff are saying. It's like, we're going to go on tour yeah. and then we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose the, the thing is that it's always uh, easy for people to take that to heart. Uh, in terms of you know spending too much time concentrating on what other people are saying and what they're doing and absolutely and like, yeah we wrote songs about that yeah, yeah exactly yeah like, exactly yeah. Know, we don't we don't live uh, our lives by what the internet says we're not yeah yeah, yeah. indeed um, you mentioned then obviously a bit of a tour potentially coming over back to is that going to be a UK and Europe then yes four weeks of brutal heavy death tour <laughs> invading Europe post-Brexit, I don't know, oh, we no, might not get let in. Mention the B word. And if we don't get let in, then it's your own fault for bloody voting oh, for it. So. And tell me, uh, uh, R didn't remain it. Uh, and yeah. it's just like, you know, there's people that... Uh, it drives me absolutely bananas. People are laughing at this Trump fellow, and now they're laughing at the UK for bloody Boris. Uh, yeah, so. exactly. yeah, yeah, tell me about it, indeed. Uh, and, and they're all they're two pieces from the same pod, uh, two sort of uh, pieces of shit from the same storm, as it were. Yeah. And it's just like I just I, I don't understand where there's the this nationalism and right wing sort of being developed both in the US and then and again it's on the rise in the UK which is just a yeah. disgrace. And you thought that again the, the too many season. people living on the internet and the news. It's like go outside and talk to your neighbours. They're yeah. probably not Nazis. Yeah. Probably really nice people. Hey. Like all this shit going down on the internet, calling this guy this and that person that is what's ruining it. Yeah. All, so. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely sort of it seems to be moving into an Orwellian society. I don't want to get too deep, but when you're thinking about the media and the general news, not just the internet, but even like sort of TV, mainstream TV, newspapers, it's all got an element of control and bias from one political way or another. You just it's difficult to believe. Absolutely. They say that uh, no moderate position is ever conquered by an opposing That's, moderate position. Yeah. has to be a little bit more extreme. Yeah. And one of the benefits of a two-party system in most modern uh, democratic nations is that it promotes uh, moderateness. Yes. Like, and now it's just like bananas. It's yeah, extreme yeah, yeah. left and right yeah. and it's all fucking stupid. Yeah. I hate it. So. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Oof. Yeah. Bit off piste there on that yeah. on, on that one. So um, bring it back to uh, let's have a, let's have a cliche question then. You know, obviously yeah, the uh, Human Target uh, doing the rounds. That is a killer album. Thank you. Uh, and certainly uh, the reviews. Uh, and as I've just mentioned there, you've been over here earlier this year as well with Parkway. The live shows are totally storming it. Um, the aspirations for you guys, I know you say you're trying to keep removed from it, but is the, do you sort of still have aspirations for you as a, as a band and as artists, first and foremost? I have no aspirations. I think that they're mostly uh, arbitrary <laughs> oh, right, okay. goals that set people up to fail. My number one goal is there's some bananas, weird 
weird, I don't know, self-improvement guy. I don't buy into that stuff, but he did say one great thing is okay. aim low, consistently low. And my only goal with the band is 1% better every day. You know, too many people are like, I want to get a Lamborghini. I want to play on the main stage. I want to get a million dollars. I want to have pyro and chicks shooting out of cannons. It's all bullshit. I want to be 1% better as a minimum tomorrow. Yeah. And, and that's it. And I, I expect my guys to maintain the same expectations. Yeah. Because that's when egos start getting driven. That's when bands fall apart. That's when shows go to shit. Yeah. Our only goal is to make every record better, every show better. And I think we do that. And, yeah. and the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, yeah. Too many bands kind of come and go by the wayside because they fail to meet their goals and they feel like they're failing. Yeah. And it's their fault. They set these ridiculous goals that mean nothing. Improve a little bit every day and that, that's all we try to do. Well, I suppose that's that's a limited aspiration in a sense of its own anyway, isn't it, really? It's uh, it's limited, but I'll be more successful than someone yeah, trying to make a million dollars yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of attaining my goals. Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably... There's, there's, um, there's more of an understanding about how the music business sort of works nowadays. However, uh, I, I must admit that talking to sort of bands, up and coming bands, unsigned bands, that uh, it still surprises me how many do have those unrealistic expectations, aspirations that boost their own egos and self-importance. And you just think, you know, aside from the, uh, you know, living life through the internet, Facebook, etc., that sort of the, these untruths. It's still really genuinely just surprised me that people don't sort of grasp that concept and think, actually, it's not real, uh, and, and live within your means, within your expectations, and they, they expect it overnight. It's crazy. The amount of bands that I meet, other bands that are signed or whatever, yeah. they're like, oh, we can't wait to get signed to your label, and then they'll pay for our bus. So I go, what do you mean? They go, your label, they, they pay for the bus and for the plane tickets and the hotels. I go, no, I do. Costs a lot of money. We pay for that. And they're like, what? No, labels pay for that. I go, not anymore, buddy. Not anymore. So. Uh, yeah, it's not 1987 anymore, yeah, is it? No, absolutely not, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's, I suppose it sometimes uh, begs the question, uh, with a certain outlook, uh, why be in the music industry then? For me, why yeah. choose the music industry? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that you've got totally, that you've got a negative outlook on it, but you know, it's fairly, you know. Uh, the, it offered me one thing, and that was a lack of control. So I was going to university, going yeah. to be a lawyer. Oh, really wow. bloody boring stuff. <laughs> uh, very linear. So, okay, yeah. as with most careers you follow a trajectory it's like you do this as long as you work hard and you do the right thing you're going to ascend through the ranks you're going to retire <laughs> at 65 with a pension and that seemed really boring to me whereas with music there is an element of it doesn't matter how good you are there are guitar players infinitely better than i am doesn't mean that their band will be successful there, there's yeah. this beautiful variable and, that, and that's kind of what's at the crux of life for me so it seemed like an interesting challenge to take on. Like, can I enter the music industry and come out alive? <laughs> I still, still don't know yet. We'll see. Oh my god, that is a, that's a big challenge, isn't it? And, that's a, and certainly to set yourself, can you get can you yeah. come out the other side alive, we'll unscarred? <laughs> How do you yeah. think you're doing so far? Been in the music industry for a number of years now, as well, haven't you? So I'm, I would say that I am a rarity. <laughs> okay, why? Well, many people come and go, many people get bitter or change. It is 
is what it is. It is what it always has been and what it always will be. Yeah. An interesting challenge. It changes every day. And uh, I try not to live a rigid life. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very flexible and at the whim of what has to happen. Yeah. And that's not a life for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And in, certain, in terms of being adaptable to the situations that present themselves to you. Absolutely. But almost then develop you as an artist. And as you just mentioned there, sort of into yeah. labels, management, and then so you can diversify within that specific industry of music and not just think, I'm going to be the world's best guitarist and, and buy a Lamborghini yeah. and earn a million dollars. That's too boring <laughs> Too many hours spent alone with a metronome. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. yeah. Practicing alternate picking and suits arpeggios. I used yeah. to do that for like 12,000 hours. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not going back. <laughs> never, never. never. Uh, yeah, I, did, I used to do that, uh, a bit of that back many, many, many years ago. Uh, alternate picking and then everybody suddenly introduced economy picking and it was like, I can't do that either. Yeah, no. I can't do that either. So I tried to switch that. from one to the other and now I can't do either. So. <laughs> Yeah, just stick to rhythm. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it. Yeah, something like that. Breakdowns, anyway. deathcore, you know. Oh, God, yeah, too right. But we have a saying: if you don't know, ride the O. That means the open string. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and chug away. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about doing uh, sort of um, other musical side projects then? Absolutely, yes. Whether or not I have the time for it is another thing. Um, produce a lot of records in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half time. So that's a way of like kind of joining another band temporarily, and that satiates me creatively enough as yeah. it is. I don't, I don't have the desire to start another band. I have the coolest band in Australia. Uh, yeah. I get to moonlight with Parkway Drive once a year, so what else do I need to do? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Listen, we'll call that one there. I really do appreciate you taking the time. Always no a pleasure to chat to you. Uh, and great to see you guys uh, over here in the UK. And uh, we shall see you uh, very soon on what I think um, is set to be a um, shit heavy tour. Should be a good one. Oh, yes, indeed. Cheers, man. Cool. Appreciate right. it. Thank you.